Hey everybody, welcome back to One Shot at a Time. I'm your forever DM, Daniel Locke. And I'm Daniel Craig. Oh, new Daniel has entered the stadium. Yeah, um... Oh, shit, I I have to break character to talk about this, but I, I just watched, um... Knives Out? Oh, okay. Yeah, so Daniel Craig is in that. I was watching that with a friend, and then I was like, Oh, hey, here's the other Daniel, you know, list of famous Daniels. He's James Bond, but he's actually just like a detective in that one, right? Is that that one? Yes, yes, okay. yes. It's sort of like a game of clue basically oh. it's like a murder mystery oh right yeah didn't they come out with a sequel recently too or they're that... going to they're going oh, to oh gotcha gotcha yeah. i yeah. was pretty good it was like a very interesting thriller where the entire time he already knows who did it but he's just like eh so have you seen it i haven't seen parts of it i've seen clips of it oh okay no yeah it was really well it's it's like this perfect sort of like the i don't know why we're talking about this but it's, yeah, this, know, it's right? this perfect <laughs> sort of like the dialogue and we haven't even introduced what the show is about yeah so, but like the That's writing the mystery of this whole uh, true, podcast. yeah. I'm I'm trying to build up like okay. suspense thriller. Mm-hmm. So, but but the dialogue is written in this way where it's like the lines are very like succinct. Like they they do what they're supposed to do. Like each character's line does what it's supposed to do for the scene. Mm. But then at the same time, it feels like very natural and sort of very like uh just sort of like a candid conversation. And oh. it's so it's like this nice sort of like punchy, sometimes funny. Um, just, like, really good flow of dialogue from scene to scene. Oh, nice flow. Like, this transition into what this podcast is about, which is about okay, D&D, where we take a random prompt What's and D&D? turn into a one-shot adventure. Huh? D&D is Dungeons & Dragons, which I realize I probably should be saying out loud instead of saying the acronym. Oh. Because I don't know if everyone knows what D&D is. Do you I guys know. all know what it is? I mean, I know what it is. It's probably oh. good enough. I mean, yeah, but this is kind of a part of your job. Well, I'm unable to empathize with the fact that other people might not feel the exact same way about everything that i do so it should be fine okay okay should be fine yeah so uh, what's today's prompt daniel is it gonna be about knives out are we doing um, a mystery thriller wait yeah yeah sorry I'm, I'm my brain is all fucked up right now because i'm trying to remember if we even said the name of the show yeah it's one shot at a time i say it at the very beginning okay, come okay, on daniel great, keep great, up great. come on mr craig hit me with the intro one more time Hey everybody, welcome back to One Shot at a Time. There right. it is. There it is. There it is. Yeah, okay. Um, today I'm going to rant about a mediocre movie I watched, and then uh, we're going to like <laughs> design a movie about our own movie, about sharks or something. Uh, is this movie about Knives Out, or is it a different movie? No, it's not even about Knives Out. We could do something about Knives Out. That actually sounds kind of fun. Maybe we could do both. We'll find out. Maybe it'll be incorporated. Yeah, anyways. So, yeah, I'll just have a character with Daniel Craig's southern drawl that he used in that movie. Does he have a southern drawl? He does. It's, like, kind of jarring. <laughs> um, Is it a good southern drawl? No, yeah. No, no. It's it's pretty convincing. Though, I mean, I've, nev- I've never actually met somebody who has an accent from the South. Isn't it wild, like, life? all the Marvel characters, like, their actors are all, like, from, like, U- the uk and they have like a very clean american accent that is, is like there... so thrown off so there's there's thor and spider-man is there anybody else uh, oh Benedict Cumberbatch Benedict Cumberbatch. and wong are, are they're both uh wong European. is from the uk yeah yeah you should listen to him talk he's just like super regal and then you're like wait what his accent is just like not even noticeable whoa wild mm-hmm. wild so strange and yeah anyway so so yeah speaking of marvel so i went to watch um black panther it was 3 p.m on a thursday so the movie theater was super empty it was really nice um, nice. but the movie itself was kind of mediocre sad um i'll just so we, we were talking about this before already um so i'll just kind of like go over what i liked and what i didn't like really quick and then we can kind of talk about what that sparks joy for in us yep that's how we prep for the podcast i let daniel rant about a specific movie or something right. he doesn't like and then we're in the perfect mood to talk about 
and create new content for all of you. Yeah, I need that I need that extreme negative energy to just permeate this room before we record. Right, so Black Panther 2. I guess I shouldn't spoil it when it literally came out yesterday. Well, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be next Tuesday. Okay, yeah, great. So anybody, <laughs> all of my working friends who don't really have the time to go out to a movie theater just any time of the week, fuck you, get fucked. Don't worry, we can just do the thing, YouTube thing where it's like, spoilers ahead, pause the episode, go watch a different one. And okay, come back yeah, great, we'll have timestamps. Okay, so, so Black Panther 2, general thoughts, the movie itself was, given the circumstances, right, Chadwick Boseman passing away, with what they had to do and like with the fact that they had to rewrite the entire movie like i think they ended up with something very good you know given the fact that they had to scrap the entire original idea it was like it felt cohesive there was like a clear sort of story progression but at the same time there were like too many narrative threads that they were trying to uh sort of satisfy at the end like a D campaign yeah exactly no it, it really did kind of feel like it was a D&D game <laughs> with just how it would kind of jump from objective to objective. Um, and dealing with a sudden character death. True, true. Well, yeah, so it starts with a character death, which I guess is how some games go, though. I don't know. It sounds really unsatisfying. <laughs> yeah, so obviously, uh, so so the, the fact that Chadwick Boseman passed away is also kind of addressed in the movie where he, in like the very first scene, he dies of an unknown disease off camera. I guess it is also very D&D. Uh, <laughs> yeah, some guy couldn't make it the game. So right, exactly. So, so, oh, he's dead. Yeah, unknown disease, uncurable. Right, instantly yeah. Gone. He looked at my girlfriend wrong last <laughs> session. So, all right. Uh, right. Okay. So, just really quick, what wasn't great about the movie was uh, a lot of like characters didn't really get the screen time that they probably should have and probably were intended to have, which kind of led to a lot of those sorts of character threads being either just like non-existent or sort of unsatisfying or just sort of jarring with how quickly they were happening and the story kind of jumps around too much but what was really cool about it was um they have a lot of really nice sort of like aerial shots of uh i don't know if it was actually shot in south america but like some like cool south american like beaches sort of like rainforesty locales Mm. um and the i guess this is like mild spoilers um it's probably in the trailers it is in the trailers. yeah uh the movie is about just like an underwater race of aquatic humans and so there's a lot of like really dope sort of like tropical ish beach shots plus this like really cool underground city and what was funny was during the movie previews when we were there the preview for avatar 2 played oh okay and the i actually better uh yeah 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 m night Shyamalan's coming back <laughs> after his first movie was received so so well well, so in, in Avatar 2, James Cameron's Avatar 2, uh, I don't know if you have seen the trailers. Uh, yeah, it looks pretty. Yeah, yeah. It's So it's about fish people oh, who, cool. who, like, control aquatic life. Like, oh, well, the main character, like, she can, like, communicate with the planet, mm-hmm. and she can, like, control aquatic life, and they have to, like, fight against, you know, humans invading. Dang. And, like, okay. another tribe. Man, okay, this is gonna be really off-topic real quick, but, yeah, like, I feel like trailers nowadays just give away 90% of the movie, so it's like, you can't even watch trailers or you'll be spoiled for the movie anyways. Yeah, it's, yeah, I think it's one of those things where there's just, like, too many movies to watch that mm-hmm. it's, like, you need to know that you're going to like the contents of the movie yeah. before you go, because otherwise you're just going to be like, well, I'll just go watch something else that sold me. Exactly. Like, you're talking about all these, like, oh, these could be spoilers. I'm like, I've seen all of this in the trailers. I know who the final True. boss is. I know who becomes Black Panther. And I know this, like, spoiler secret character that they have 
cameoing in it. Yeah, which is yeah. Just like, well, it's all in the trailers. And That's it's true. Okay, yeah. Okay, fuck it. Yeah, um, so fuck it. Yeah, but anyways, so so Avatar two uh, was showing you know like oh there's this girl and she can control water animals and they're gonna like fight against like a warring tribe that is like their you know from their home planet and then there's also invading humans and it's like that is literally the plot of Black Panther two because <laughs> it's like Wakanda who is like this isolated uh, sort of like ancient civilization that found vibranium it like is sort of having like uh, war against this atlantic basically shoo-in race mm, okay who is also like an ancient civilization who found vibranium and is isolated from the rest of the world mm-hmm. and then there's they also have to fight america and oh, so okay. and then there's all like also the fish people in black panther 2 can also control whales and ride them into battle and so it was like so bizarre because there were like so many parallels that it like couldn't possibly be a coincidence <laughs> but i guess that's just like the sort of I mean, like, if you're going to design an underwater race of people, that's probably going to be what you end up with, right? I guess so. I mean, should we design a new underwater race? For yeah, that's right. So I'm thinking um, it's going to be a mix between, like, Zora and uh, Avatar 2. Zora, as in the Le- Legend of Zelda? Yeah, yeah. So I was Le- going to say League yeah. of Legends for some reason. League, like of Le- League of Zelda. League of Zelda, yeah. Velda, yeah. So wait, uh, I mean, maybe we could. Like, what was unique about the Zora race? Because I, to be fair, have never played Ocarina of Time to the completion. Yeah, what was unique about the Zora race was uh, when you turn into one in Majora's Mask, you can, like, cross your arms and then, like, shoot out arm blades. Mmm, that's sick. And you get to play a sick guitar. That's true, that's true. I think it was actually, like, a bass, right? I think so, yeah, yeah. Something like that. That's wild. Yeah. Cool. All right, so we have... Shoutouts to the Zelda heads. All right, so we kind of have something to work with in the sense of, like, you, like, underwater... Combat? Yeah, yeah, people? like sort of deep sea sci-fi is extremely my shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is let's let's try and make this sort of our redemption episode slash proving that we really have no idea what the fuck to do when we design underwater stuff. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, let's hope that this episode doesn't just turn into another like, man, what should be at the bottom of the ocean? <laughs> um. Uh, a giant nah, crab no not cool enough not cool not enough? Co- what's like really cool and should be at the bottom of the ocean what was cool about black panther was there something cool at the bottom of the ocean uh what black if it's was- a fucking crab i'll lose my shit <laughs> yeah yeah so it was uh they go into this so um yeah so in black panther 2 there's uh sort of like they show the underwater civilization mm-hmm. and then there's a cave at the bottom of it uh, where it's sort of like a like a very focal point of the story, mm-hmm. um, and then when you go inside, there's a giant crab at the end, ah, classic. and then you have to escape. Satisfying. But they actually retconned it though at the end of the movie because it wasn't cool enough. Oh damn it! Yeah, okay. <laughs> and it just ends on a really jarring way, mm-hmm. completely different trajectory. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, so I just saw the movie, mm-hmm. so there's like sort of very clear imagery in my head already. I was wondering if like the idea of sort of an underwater race or an underwater civilization like does anything immediately come to your head that Um, isn't the black panther 2 trailer mine is actually do you remember that animated series atlantis wasn't that a movie oh yeah you're right it is a movie right i don't remember it though no yeah but it's like a group of people again go underwater looking for the lost city of atlantis and they find these ancient race of I guess, like, I don't want to say, like, Native Americans, but, like, this kind of, like, ancient, like, low-tech race, but they have the ability to use these crystals that elongate their life, and that ends up being, like, the MacGuffin item that everyone's, that the evil people are searching for, huh. and the char- lead character Milo has to save them, and I thought that was a very cool 
think that's the thing first thing i think of when i think of underwater race that or i think of aquaman and his weird orange jumpsuit right okay now that you've described the plot of that movie to me i think everything else is just a ripoff of that movie oh perfect yeah classic Again, I think every underwater series, it's like, we're going underwater to look for something cool, and then we find some ex-cool thing, yeah. and then it fucks us. I honestly thought that, like, so in Black Panther 2, the concept is like, oh, it's ancient Mayans, and mm. they drank some blue soup, and now they're fish people, and they live forever. I They might be ancient Mayans in Atlantis. I actually have no idea what, and I don't want to step into, like, anyone's toes, but right. they're Atlanteans, is essentially what they're called. Yeah, I don't want to offend any long-dead civilizations, yeah, yeah, yeah. but... Yeah, that may like, or may not exist. Right. It kind of tracks, though, right? Are you saying Mayans didn't exist? No, no I'm saying Atlanteans may or may oh, not exist. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, like, it, it kind of tracks because it's like, well, historically... It, it was, was also of... blue goo, too, that they have. Who? Like, the Atlanteans. Oh, in, in the, the, the... Blue crystals, but people bleed blue or something weird, and their tattoos glow. It's okay, yeah, yeah. Shit. I mean, it's all, yeah. Uh, it's something to do with blue, and now you can breathe underwater. Yep. Da-boo-dee-da-boo-da. <laughs> um, Gosh, that's so dumb. I'm blue and I can breathe underwater. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. All right, all right. So we, uh, I guess they're looking for something blue underwater is going to be the adventure, maybe? I mean, probably, right? That's what, why why else would you go underwater? Yeah, I mean, why come up with something original and make it hard for ourselves to think whether or not it's cool? Just put something blue down there. I kind of wonder, though, like, I, I mean, I'm just kind of spitballing. I'm not, this isn't really about design. I'm just kind of curious, like, when it comes to sort of the trope of atlantis right Mm -hmm. because like it's not really like an underwater civilization like it's it's literally just atlantis like there's no other real concept for it unless you're kind of going the sci-fi route where it's like sea labs on the ocean floor but it's just kind of interesting interesting because it's like it is funny that so we have the movie atlantis from like sometime in the 2000s i guess or maybe it's the 1990s yeah and then we have like Black Panther 2 and James Cameron's Avatar 2 mm-hmm. both have, like, the exact same tropes, the exact same motifs. Clearly the 90s are coming back. So, yeah, yeah like, I wonder if it's just, like, Atlantis is so kind of, like, branded into our cultural zeitgeist that when it's like, what is something that happens underwater? Well, okay, fish people mm-hmm. is cool, and then, oh... That reminds me of Atlantis, and then it just kind of like becomes Atlantis. Like there, there isn't really another sort of trajectory for that. Yeah, I don't know where else you would take it because like Atlantis is the big mythological thing that's fallen underwater, right? Yeah. Uh, what do you know off the top of your head? Just like aquatic races in D anD. d Um, there's like some kind of fish people thing. Somewhere. Right. Right. Yeah, that's the big one that I can think of. So, I mean, it's really just the same. It's just fish people. Yeah, just some kind of fish people. Yeah. But they look more fish-like than human. They definitely sure. look like they're, um, I, I don't know what the equivalent is, but they, they just don't look human. They look, they're very scaly and they have, like, fins all over their face. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. They yeah. look like Nagas, if anything, from World of Warcraft. Right. What did you just say? Nagas? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Okay. Yeah, it is, it is. Yeah, Don't, don't try to shoehorn <laughs> me into some weird shit, man. I'm just trying to get you canceled oh, so that I can it. take over the podcast. Ah, classic. It's the uprising. That was my plan all along. Ah. I was going to utilize the power of social justice. Yes. But I was foiled by those meddling kids. <laughs> Alright. Great. So right, anyways, I asked you Okay, so you brought up Atlantis. Yes. Yeah, I mean I mean, why why try to go against the current, right? Pun intended. Mm-hmm. Um Well, because like if we are like looking to incorporate like the knives out mystery aspect, we could do that again, though we kinda touched that 
with that weird crab episode. <laughs> and- yeah, it's like so funny. It's like, oh, why don't we try this? But like every uh, s- suggestion we have for this episode is just like, oh, so you want to turn it into a mystery underwater? Yeah, okay. Like, uh, you don't remember the last time? Uh, yeah. It's not like I think we can't do that, but we already did that once. And I want to do like a adventure on below to yeah, fight yeah, yeah. Atlanteans um, and steal their shit, apparently. Yeah. Uh, what would be sort of a so i'm i'm picturing it it would basically just kind of be like you go underwater and um you just like find some ruins or maybe you find an actual civilization yeah because there's two directions right like when you go underwater explore it's either you find another secret civilization that nobody knew about which is right. atlantis right or you find the ruins of atlantis exactly which exists. yeah and then it's a ghost town you deal with like crazy sea creatures yeah. or cthulhu's underwater somewhere. sure 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 your standard cthulhu's your standard cthulhu's yeah, yeah. so i your would standard like dracula's yeah your standard dracula's so i mean if we're like it seems like a lot of movies are doing this we might as well follow it because we're not original and just be like oh there's a warring kingdom underwater that's attacking the surface world and yeah. you're sent below as part of the quest hook to go and reclaim some blue thing and that will save you and find either peace between you and the Atlanteans or help you destroy the Atlanteans right. or give you a power boost. Something like that. Yeah, I think the I think like the the sort of very cool thing about the hook mm-hmm. in this case is like yeah, uh, underwater a hook. Oh, oh wow, fishing. Yeah. Shout out to all our fishing heads out there. Um but but the the cool thing about sort of the the underwater setting if mm-hmm. you're going to be very sort of explorative with it mm-hmm. is just the fact that like you you just don't know what's going to be down there. Yeah. I think that, like it's the a final strong... frontier, right? Well, the final frontier is space. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. So it's kind of like space is just space underwater. Space is yeah, right? it's I mean it's basically just I mean like what is the ocean but the space of the earth? Deep, man. Deep like the ocean. Okay, yeah. anyways, um <laughs> This is all gonna get cut. <laughs> you ever just like make deeply un deeply unfunny like the ocean? Woo! Okay, anyway, We're great. <laughs> you know, waves here, man. You know when we actually have to start physically pointing at each other to sell our jokes to each other on the podcast? That's when you know the audience isn't gonna laugh. <laughs> so, but yeah, anyways, yeah, that that is kind of how it goes, right? Like, uh, it's it's kind of enough of a hook already to be like, let's go explore underwater. We mm-hmm. don't know what you're gonna find. Well, I mean, we know what they're going to find. No, which yeah. Is some yeah. blue shit. Right. But what, like, maybe we should figure out what the blue shit does. So, and that's some fucking blue shit. Yeah, that's some fucking blue shit. So, what does it do in Black Panther? Like, what is that secret blue water that they drink? What does it do exactly? Oh, well, uh, oh, that's right. The secret blue water is basically the same as the heart shaped herb. What do we say in English? American English? Herb. We say herb? Herb? Okay. Herb? Heart- no, we had this conversation. Neither of us know what they I literally don't remember. I, well, we need a French guy to come in here I think it's and herb. yell at us. I think Americans say herb. Okay. Yeah, so the heart-shaped herb. Mm-hmm. Herb. Heart-shaped herb. Heart-shaped herb? All right, Shuri, now drink the heart-shaped herb juice. Oh, God. Now drink the heart-shaped herb juice. I mean, it still sounds good in English to me. I mean, they both sound right. Anyways, yeah, so the blue, the, the blue juice in Black Panther 2 is actually also the same as uh, the, the herb, herb, that gives uh, the Wakandan king power. And a wild trip into the afterlife. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's just it's crazy psychedelics. Okay, cool. Speaking of that, did you know they're voting to legalize psychedelics in Colorado? No, that's And cool. it's, it's yes is leading by like 2%. That's good, right? 
Sure. I don't know. I, I know. I have no idea. Depending I, on how you feel about psychedelics, shout out, sound off in the comments. Yeah, everyone can get the herbs. I'll use psycho heads. Yeah, get your heart-shaped herbs right now. Yep. Get some Black Panther powers. Cool. Great. Okay. Um, I didn't know that, but that's really cool. There you go. Some world facts for you while yep. during a D&D podcast. Yep. Okay. Um, What were we talking about? Uh, Herbs. And that, that's <laughs> yes. what the blue goo does yes. underwater. Man, nothing to throw me off. <laughs> my train of thought like just pronouncing words yeah 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 so so that yeah that's what it is that's what it is in black panther so but well actually but so in black i mean we don't need to follow black panther because we're really just saying like hey i saw a movie and now i want to design some underwater shit yeah i'm just trying to find ideas for what the blue MacGuffin item for us is going to be and right what it does technically the reason they went down to below the ocean in black panther was down because... to below the ocean okay yeah yeah, yeah. i didn't want to i'm trying to avoid saying under the sea still <laughs> um so but it's because they have vibranium down there Mm. but yeah it's the same thing right like oh we have this powerful item that the surface world doesn't have yeah sure let's just say you know it's an underwater civilization Mm -hmm. and they have access to some powerful thing that would be too powerful in the hands of hands of adventures or the or i sorry yeah uh, the rest of the the surface world right right yeah it enhances them and maybe it's like their lifebloods because if you're tying it into like atlantis I forgot what the whole title is, but Atlantis, like, if you take away this, like, glowing blue crystal thing that's surrounded by these faces, which is weird. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I haven't seen the movie in a long time, but all I know is, like, when that thing gets taken away, the people start dying and they lose their magic and their longevity. So their life is literally tied to this X factor. Okay. It's kind of like the elves in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the tree. In the Rings of Power interpretation. Right. Well, yeah, the Silmarillion. Is that actually what's in Silmarillion? Yeah. I think so. And it's a little, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, listeners love these bits when we just go like, <laughs> okay. Um, yes, I think so, though. Yeah, yeah. I think this item could exist as something that you can give the players once they find it, or like you use too. It's like, oh, here's a boon or a buff when you drink the blue stuff. Right, right. But you I... have to go on a psychedelic trip to see your dead parents first. Yada yada yada. Okay, so two things. I I do like the. I like that. The, how we kind of did like the, here's a weird moral choice that you have to make at the end of the one shot mm-hmm. that we did in the Over the Garden Wall episode. Yes. Um, and then I also really like when you kind of have spirit trips in D&D games. Yes. When you kind of just get to like narrate someone's character, just like seeing some weird stuff from their past. Yeah. DM's cheap way to inject narrative storytelling. Is like, right. You yeah. had a dream. Yeah, exactly. No other time can you convince them to follow a story plot. Right, right. Well, I mean, yeah, you basically just be like, you have a dream and now I explain to you why your character has daddy issues. Ooh. Whoa. You were never good enough for him and then he died. <laughs> and now he's haunting you. <laughs> oh, I'm your father. Uh... But not really. I'm not your father. I'm a shopping list. Wait, no, damn it. That's <laughs> not how that joke went in SpongeBob. Yeah. Anyways. And also, you shouldn't make SpongeBob references on your podcast. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of podcasting advice videos recently, and that's rule number one. Just don't reference SpongeBob. Don't reference SpongeBob? Really? I yeah. love SpongeBob. Damn it. How yeah, are we going to get through this underwater True. adventure without SpongeBob? Yeah, that's literally my only reference point for being underwater and yeah. nothing else. For sure, for sure. We're going to oh. have to delete a lot of our past episodes, too. <laughs> damn it. Well... Continuing forward, we know that the adventurers are going underwater. Yep. They're going to find a lost civilization that isn't lost, that does still exist. A the found, they're going to find, find a f- shit. Schrodinger's, they're going to find Schrodinger's civilization. Sure, yeah. It's not, it's, yeah, it's not found until you look at it. 
but um, it could be lost or found. Jesus Christ! Okay, <laughs> Fuck. why not? And you find the civilization. Electrons, valence mm-hmm. electrons. Well, I think maybe the, the civilization is already known to the world because they declared war on the surface, right? Maybe that's how you set it up. Um. Well, okay. I have a couple thoughts, but I was first. I was thinking of something kind of like. I, I kind of liked the, the hook of like, oh, you are after this resource that turns out it's the lifeblood of a bunch oh, of a bunch okay. of dudes underwater. Okay. And I was thinking it would be the classic sort of like, oh, hey, you find this sort of like deposit of something underwater mm. that someone tells you to search for, right? Because he's like, oh, I have these readings on my minometer. <laughs> okay, so we could take it from the Atlantis route. You have like some old rich wizard guy tells yeah. you like i found these crazy Wait, okay well, let's do this why don't you explain the plot hook of atlantis okay so the character milo is a researcher or an archaeologist who works at a museum and he's sure. trying to prove atlantis exists because of family history that's like everyone's been looking for atlantis all right okay. so he founds out he has a rich benefactor he's like i believe your story i'll fund your expedition to atlantis where you think it is and whatever you find, you cut in a piece to me. And then the people that went with them turn out to be a bunch of mercs that are going to betray everybody and steal uh, whatever Atlantis has. Because they okay. think it's like gold, riches, something like that. Yeah. Turns out the big gold or like the money item is this crystal that gives people like extended life and also powers their old spaceships. Uh, or not spaceships, oh. but flying machines. Yeah. But underwater. Under no, like they actually can fly on the surface. Oh. There's like a scene where they flash back to when Atlantis is at the peak when they like ruled the world. Oh. And they're like, oh, we're this hyper advanced civilization with like flying battle cruisers. And- right. Because it's a lost civilization. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. They've lost their ability to control that technology, except for like a few people that kind of know about it, but they don't tell anyone about it because they're afraid by reusing that technology, it'll destroy them again. Right. Sure. Right. Okay. And Makes sense. There's some tie-in with gods that exist and their past lives being inside the blue crystal energy, but shit, I don't know. Um, I couldn't explain the deep lore of Atlantis, but that's generally the concept. Deep it's, lore. Yeah. No, deep no, let's not keep doing this. Let's not keep doing this. <laughs> Are you this. sure you don't want to go down no, there? Yeah, I don't. All right, you don't want to go don't. below? Okay, whatever. I don't. But yeah, the base concept is guy goes searching for like to regain family honor and right, right, right. Okay discovers city of atlantis turns out the crew he went with are a bunch of mercs that are just trying to steal everything yep and they're bad but some of them turn good because they like oh, him okay they turn apart and they fight back they get the crystal back and everyone lives happily ever after bad guys both die oh wow okay yeah one of the bad guy turns into they a giant crystal. oh he turns into a crystal yeah he gets crystallized okay like no one i don't really understand the mechanical concept of how it works nor do i think this is going to be how it works in our particular one shot but I mean, there's crystals in D&D. That's true, too. You got lots of powerful crystals. Yeah, it could be just blue it crystals. It could be powerful crystals. We'll think about it. Yeah. They could just be mineral deposits, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Honestly, honestly, kind of a cool concept. Also just... known as vibranium, right? Ah, uh, you're right. I, we just reinvented vibranium. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Fuck, okay. Um, yeah, I don't what know. If, but what if it's like, okay, okay, what if it's like a, a super powerful liquid that resonates real powerfully mm, it just vibrates if you will ah yeah shit that's just vibranium <laughs> it's still just vibranium okay fun completely unrelated lore question do you know why they gather minerals in starcraft uh no no idea no idea what we use those for i assume they just use the pay for people to do their jobs okay 
Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Is that not what that's for? No, I have no idea. I have no fucking idea. Oh, okay. I mean, but like, why would the Zerg want minerals? Maybe it's a piece of material that can be broken down to evolve their bodies. Because like. Like rules of alchemy, right? You can't evolve from nothing. True, true, mm. true, true. I mean, I was just trying to get some. That was some fun Starcraft. We like to do Starcraft lore. Yeah, we like to do Starcraft around, lore here. around here. But no, I was just because, like, I was somehow. Well, no, you literally brought it up, right? Like something about mining minerals. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, that I was wondering if there was some kind of inspiration to be had there, just with like going to the bottom of the ocean to mine minerals. This sounds kind of cool. I mean, your you little... need it to build your buildings um, and power your shit. So. If you can't build a siege tank without minerals. No, that's no, not that's there. Not <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. No, okay, we were on a good track, though. Yeah, so basically, somebody, uh, you know, you, you stop by a sort of seaside port town. Again. This sure. Is... <laughs> as one does. As, as one, one does. does, yeah. No, we, 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 we like to keep it modular yeah, yeah, yeah. at one shot at a time. So we want you to be able to insert these anywhere. And that's why we remove all context and backstory from all of our designs. <laughs> yes. Not because we don't know how to design it, <laughs> because we want you to be able to insert it into your own campaigns. Plus, like, from a DM's perspective, 90% of that doesn't matter to you at home. Right. Because right. you're going to change it to what your players want. Yeah, and you'll, and then oftentimes you'll kind of just throw in an adventure and then just write in cooler backstory for it anyways by incorporating it again later on. Yeah. Especially based off of your players' backstories, because everyone knows no one cares about your backstory unless it involves them, the players. Right, right. Or powerful magical items. Yeah, or powerful magical items. Yeah. Okay. So, so write it yourself. Yeah, there you go. Um, that's exactly it. <laughs> I don't know you guys shit. Yeah. All you do is listen to my... Okay, no, no. I owe you guys a lot of shit. All right, you owe us a lot for listening to us. You owe them a lot. Anyways, let's keep moving okay, forward just on this DM, DM me your Zell. Jesus. And I'll slip you 20. Oh my god. Uh, no, he will not do that. Alright, so let's move oh, forward oh, here. I will do it. Just send me yourself. <laughs> Shut up. Alright, so uh, we have the hook, which is you're sent deep below to discover this magical reading that's supposed to give you a powerful magical artifact. It's a blue goo. It's a blue yes. crystal. It's lightning in a bottle. Whatever you want. What if it was something like I'm still trying to take the sort of moral ambiguity angle here what if it was kind of like the there there is like a team or maybe just a single researcher who is looking for a kind of like medium or like a catalyst that will lead to some kind of big breakthrough, you know, that'll like either uh, thwart some kind of threat or cure some kind of disease or, no. you know, like maybe just benefit humanity in some way I like the by curing... making them more industrious or whatever. I yeah. like the curing disease part. I think that's a fun direction to go with because now it kind of works with the Atlantis route and in some ways kind of works with the Black Panther route in the idea that like, okay, this guy believes there's some kind of magical liquid that exists below the sea that will cure of a common disease in the world. It could be like yeah. essentially kind of rot like, or something. Yeah, like a rot, a death plague, kind of plague yeah. something, something's been uh, uh, destroying the people on this island. We'll, we'll say there's like an island community oh, now okay. that's being affected by a death plague. There's some backstory, motherfuckers. No, I like this. I like this. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's like Tomb of Horrors or something exactly like that. Or Oh, is uh, it really? I think like um, it's one of the D&D adventures, like something apocalypse. Essentially, an island is affected by the death plague and it's how they like... Your revivify doesn't work the proper way. Uh, and oh, oh, okay. Oh, it's so it's not backstory. It's kind of just like, both. fuck you, players. Well, it's both. Suck like, my dick. I'm the DM. I mean, it's both because I believe one of powerful lich has made his home on the island, and his home being such 
uh, drenched in evil is affecting all the things sure. around him. And sure, sure. There's a story on it. I don't remember the module word for word, so lore's there if you want to go look at it. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, but I, I do like... Were you going to finish some kind of chain of thought before no, I interrupt you? Okay. I do really like the idea of there being an island that is kind of suffering from something. I'm kind of wondering, like, maybe... Maybe it's almost like a curse where to, where, you know, maybe like they wronged either like a, a group of people or like some kind of legendary animal underwater or maybe like, like maybe an a god. Monolith. Yeah, like a god. Yeah. Like they worship some kind of seafaring god, which is what the Atlantans also worship. Right. And now they are suffering the plague from farming the aquatic life here, such as fishing and stuff. The fishes like carry like a disease, maybe like too much iron or something. Oh, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, w- what if we make it some, I mean, I'm, I'm actually being half serious, but like, what if we make it some kind of like overfishing metaphor? Mm. Oh, where yeah, it's like, like a long time ago, mm-hmm. the ancestors of these people were kind of encouraged by the spirits to maintain harmony with mm-hmm. the sort of ecosystem around them. But then later on, you know, like overpopulation and they're, they're starting to like sell their sort of halls to uh, like port cities nearby mm-hmm. to get more profit. Um, yes and then they kind of like forget that they have to fulfill this sort of contract by preserving the life around them as well it could be like a cycle thing where like the previous atlanteans had this problem too they overfished and their punishment for overfishing and destroying the aquatic ecosystem is that they were turned into fish people themselves and have to live underwater oh and they become the sort of protectors maybe yeah exactly okay and also a warning to like the current people of the islands like you're pushing your limits and we're trying to help you by sinking your motherfucking ships right right oh man we've got ourselves a little narrative here oh let's point at each other the audience can't see that all right there's your backstory we finally put something together for once instead of just making jokes about the deep okay what should be at the bottom of the ocean though oh my god (laughs) okay but i do also like the idea that this sort of god is actually like a legendary mythical I don't know, maybe like a sort of like whale or like some kind of like large fish. It could be a giant fish at the bottom of the ocean that's blood is this like MacGuffin blue item that if you drink it turns you into a fish, but also cures you of the disease of what the fish is providing. Okay, hang on. Let me backtrack because I I was on sort of this trail towards a kind of cool uh, like multi-solution kind of narrative where I was thinking, okay, so island people are cursed because they are overfishing. Correct. Plus other stuff, probably. Mm-hmm. They're probably, you know... Polluting, like... Yeah, some... Not recycling. Right, right, Dumping right. illegal chemicals into the water. Yeah. Uh, yeah, great. Perfect. Um, oil spills. Yeah, oil spills. <laughs> yeah, they keep casting oil spill into the water. <laughs> and then the people underwater are sort of this hidden race who have, like, over time also been cursed but they've sort of become like the sentinels of this of this sort of like mythical underwater creature who i guess is like basically a deity yes um except he doesn't live in space he lives in the ocean okay i mean deities basically live in space right yeah i mean the ocean is space yeah exactly yeah yeah um so let's see let's see like what the sort of like overall solutions here are so basically Mm -hmm. you can i mean you wouldn't end up killing the people on the island i guess maybe you could you could i think the option should always be available to players Although probably heavily push against it. Like, yeah. Well, they... I mean, they're the people who are asking you to help them, right? The, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so, oh yeah, right. Okay. This is where I was going. So it's kind of like a, how do you help them kind of situation, right? You can kind of just latch on to the immediate threat, which is 
oh, there's these sort of fish people and they're, you know, trying to kill us. Mm -hmm. So we, you go down there and you beat them all up. Yep. And then there will obviously kind of be a sort of plant of like, this is why we're really attacking them. Yeah. And then you can decide then if, if, you know, who's right, who's wrong. Um, Mm -hmm. And then you can just like assume yourself as the meter of justice and uh, just wantonly kill people yeah, in the I name guess. of what you think is right. Yeah, so like thinking about this adventure starting off, it's like you show up at the fisherman port, You they explain that they've been being attacked, their, fishes are, their ships are being sunk, and you also know that their primary economy is fishing. They sell it to everyone else. Okay. Yep. You go underwater per their request to remove the evil fish people sinking their ship. Yep. The fish people may fight you, maybe they beat you and they capture you, maybe... They lose, but they give you a weird warning about how you will destroy the world and yourself with it and become just like us. Yes. And maybe you could have another giant mural underwater depicting the Mm. history of the Atlanteans. (laughs) (laughs) This is just a throwaway, like, and then they find a picture where a bunch of stuff in the past happened. I mean, it's one way to do it, right? Yeah. yeah, Um, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, I literally suggested it last time. Yeah, right. So, suck it. (laughs) I'm the GM. Suck my dick. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could do the dream option. Your father did ah, this yes, before. Yes. The, I mean, I think the most fun one is to do like a role playing scenario where they can talk to the fish people. They bring into Atlantis. If you really want to, you and you have like a bunch of like really horny people, make them really sexy. And then that's how you, st- that's, that entices oh, them. Like, oh, the people go- on the island are cursed because they tried to have sex with fish. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, okay. Oh, no, that's not how right. it happened. <laughs> Though it could be something where the curse that they're developing on the island is giving them fish-like features slowly. Oh, okay, okay. And then you're like, oh, what's going on? Like, then you start saying like, oh, some of the people are maybe mirroring what the people below look like, the underwater people. Or maybe one of them was cast ah, out. I love that. Yeah. Maybe there's like a kid who is born with like these fucked up fish features. Yes. And then you're like, what is going on? And then you realize that like, oh, there's fish people attacking us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, you can call Milo as a throwaway to Atlantis and... Right, right. Or a callback to Atlantis. I don't think throwaway is the right term. Yes, yes, yes. And then he well, could he is be, a throwaway character. Yeah. I mean, he could be your mediator between the two races or act as like a little guidance point in case you want to do a mystery uh, segment okay. on land where it's like, you yeah. want to research what's going on. Talk to the mayor who's very adamant that you kill all the fish people. You can yep. talk to the people that are mutated. You can talk to the fishermen. Well, I think just... the mutated kid would probably be like sort of just a optional kind of information reveal where like if you if you choose to kind of explore the village and like go into a house where some you hear some commotion or something then Mm -hmm. you see like a child being born with just like weird mutant features Mm -hmm. and it's like very off-putting at first but then you realize that oh something's going on with these people yeah and it's not just like the fish people yeah i think the way you could tie that in really easily is just like or at least bring that up as like a key point without them going i want to walk around the village is just because sometimes like you're like oh people don't do that they're like oh quest one go down there and kill people they're just like i'll dive in right right so you're like oh the mayor recommends you go talk to one specific fisherman family that has good knowledge of the sea here and the Uh, waters and you'll also meet this mutated boy right there's your end to that storyline yep if they wish to pursue it love that love Mm -hmm. that and they he could either act as your translator or offer you like a magical item that lets you speak with the fish people a little bit, you know, or at least understand what they're saying. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And and if not, when you meet the fish people, uh, if if your players are not like immediately super hostile to them, or like mm-hmm. you know, uh, even if they are hostile, because I assume there's going to be a fight, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, if you and you will probably end up following them, 
after they, you know, quote unquote, lose the fight mm-hmm. back to wherever their sort of base is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at that point, if you try for diplomacy, then they'll probably have just like devices that will allow you to like breathe underwater, speak their mm-hmm. language, understand them, whatever. Yeah. And they, and you might even be able to run into like maybe some local wizard that gives you like a potion of water breathing or some alchemist just to help you with combat with this kind of related thing. Right. And right. they might be able to give you like, oh yeah, I also need fishman parts because they're like the deranged scientist who experiments ah. on fish people and uses them to create like immortality somehow or that's his goal. Oh shit. Oh man. Okay. I'm loving this. This is giving me some like extreme fallout vibes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so here's our, here's our hooks, right? We have uh, the mayor. The mayor's like, yo, we're trying to do fishing. But we keep getting attacked, and we don't know why. They they slip in, kill our dudes, wreck our ships, and then they slip out in the middle of the night. Or, Do you think they should kill the dudes? Maybe they su- like maybe they survive. Yeah, they yeah, let but, them but, survive. Uh, yeah, but the the sort of vibe is we don't know what they are. Yes. They just kind of slip in, they slip out. They're so fast, we don't know what it could possibly be. We've never encountered this before. All our ships are getting fucked up, specifically our fishing ships and our nets. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's another fun investigation too, right? It's like, oh... They're attacking boats? Like, what could mm. it be? What could the motive possibly be? Yes. And then it's like, oh, they're all fishing boats. Strange. Mm. Um, yeah, and then the other sort of thread would be uh, you can sort of go to the the head fisherman, I guess, like the, mm. the fishing captain, the sea captain. Um, and his, his wife just recently gave birth to this, like, really hideously mutated kid mm-hmm. um and they like to keep it a secret they don't know why and but it'll like ostracize them and make him you know lose his position basically yeah obviously he did some kind of like weird sacrilege mm-hmm. for this to happen um he was cursed by the gods or but yep. it turns out they just ate too much fish or something like the uh, fish wait, here, what? like maybe the fit like you know how like mercury is bad for like you shouldn't eat fish when you're pregnant like maybe that's like the tie like <laughs> what a, the it's fuck? a weird medical thing never mind <laughs> Okay, whatever. That well, was dumb. But I mean, well, the kid would be mutated because he was cursed, right? Yeah, cursed. Yeah. From cursed eating fish. by Mercury. Yeah, by Mercury. Mercury cursing, as yeah, we like to call it. The god is Mercury now. Oh, okay. The deity below is called Mercury. That would actually be, yeah, that would actually be really funny. It's just like this crazy fish deity named Mercury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know, just weird thoughts. What's the name of that thing? whale Pokemon? Uh, Whale Lord. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's called Whale Lord. Hey, I gotta go. What? Cool podcast. Okay. All right. I guess I'm wrapping this up somehow. Fuck on my own. No, I mean, um, but yeah, I mean, we have so many different hooks on why they're going down. Okay. Let's start. Working. Oh, yeah. Wait, hang on. Uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, so uh, I'm going to let you finish, but I just got to say. No, you're not. You never let Whale me finish. Wailord was the dumbest fucking Pokemon name of all time. <laughs> um, no. Okay. So, so there's the kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there can also be like a scientist who is like, um, yes, now that we know uh, like, what is attacking us, mm-hmm. I want you to go kill them and bring me their, like, you know, bring me their bodies back so mm-hmm. that I can research them and find a cure for this madness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so there's kind of this fun little, like, initiation of, like, clearly the fish people are evil. I need you to kill them so I can save our people, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's a just cause, mm-hmm. technically. Yeah, it's like, um, like, you're destroying our... Well, for one, it's like, from the mayor's standpoint, you're destroying our economy and the lifeblood of this city. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And from the alchemist or the wizard's point, it's like, oh, something's going on, and it's cursing our people, and I believe that if we harvest these creatures, they yeah. have the cure. Because right, they've right. lived through this, right? So yeah, clearly. yeah. So it's kind of like a, uh, um, you know, maybe like the Seamaster has tasked me with finding a cure for his boy mm-hmm. uh slash now that we know that we're under attack let's figure out what we can do to like you know like hurt these people 
uh, in a more effective way or, you know, like poison them, slow yeah, them down, yeah. destroy them from the inside, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's like another quest thing that will lead you down. And then you can also find out there that like, hey, they're also sort of like they've been cursed and they have their own sort of uh, like livelihood to protect. Yeah, they have a civilization down there. You can show like a mom and her children and stuff. Right. And, like a right. loving couple, you know, surviving down there, but also like fending for themselves and their own culture that exists. Um, which you can probably just rip from Black Panther because it's yeah, very vivid, right? Pretty much. Just, yeah. just use minds, I guess. Just Google. Oh, yeah, for the actual race of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah That's yeah. like their culture, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just make them just like weird mutated fish people. Mm-hmm. Or make them hot. Yeah, or make them hot. Yeah. Who knows? Hot just make them Zorans. Yeah. That'd be cool. That plays sea That works, really. Yeah. I just realized base bass, like the fish. Oh, right, right. Well, clearly you've never played Animal Crossing. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. No, they, oh, right, they, they do joke. make that yeah, fucking yeah, joke yeah. all the time. Well, I mean, really, like, anybody who just looks at the word has probably made the joke. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. <laughs> but right. this is an audio medium, so. Yeah, now we're making that joke. You don't okay. even know if we know how to write. So now we know that they're going underwater. They probably fight some fish people. I do know that there are monster blocks for the fishmen. I forgot their exact name, but. Sure. You, you there's a stat block DMs, somewhere, find there's it. There's a stat block, sorry, yeah. just look for it. We're kind of developing your plots and hooks that you're dealing with right now. And the mystery itself and what their moral quandary they have to deal with once they get to the civilization. Yeah, yeah I'm liking these sort of uh, like morally gray mm-hmm. NPC uh, uh, motivations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and just as a quick tidbit, if they're going to be fighting underwater, there is underwater combat in the player's handbook. Mainly, yeah. it's just most people get disadvantage unless they have a swim speed. Oh, right. Yeah, I was going to bring this up. Oh, yeah. Well, 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 so I'll explain the rules really quick because I just find what found out what water underwater combat actually was today. Yep, and he cut me off, so fuck him. <laughs> right, well, sorry. I was going to bring up something else about underwater combat. All right, just but, bring it up and go. <laughs> but, well, so you see, when you brought up underwater combat, uh, I was going to bring up underwater combat and something that contextualizes why we could have another hook that would aid you underwater, but uh-huh. now I feel like I need to explain underwater combat. But since I cut you off, I feel that it would transition in a better way if I explained it instead of you, because then there would be two people going back and forth saying they were going to explain it. And now we're kind of in the situation where like both of us want to explain it, or rather maybe we don't even want to explain it, but then some one of us has to, right? Because it's like a podcast. Right, <laughs> I was just like, how long are we going here? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, you can explain underwater combat. All right. Do you like did you have a connection from underwater combat that you want to take? No, well, I'm since it will involve underwater combat, I was just going to say like uh it'd be cool to sort of design some sort of hooks that will allow you to gain a swim speed. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because well, first you have to explain underwater combat. Okay. So, basic details of underwater combat is that for melee weapon attacks, a creature that doesn't have a swim speed has disadvantage on their attack rolls. Unless the weapon is like a piercing weapon, like daggers, javelins, short swords, etc. Tridents, your classic underwater fare. A stabbing implement. Yeah, and then for ranged weapons, generally it's an automatic misses a target beyond the weapon's normal range. And even against a target with normal range, the attack roll has disadvantage. Unless the weapon is a crossbow, a net, or a weapon that is thrown like a javelin. And then when you're fully immersed in water, you have resistance to fire damage. Which, I think that makes sense on its own. For the record, um, Daniel did air quotes when he said the word crossbow as if, like, crossbow weren't real. <laughs> Fuck crossbows. They don't exist. Fuck crossbows, you mechanized bow-ass motherfuckers. <laughs> All right, anyways. Yeah, so so um, what I found out today was that if you have a swim speed, like, through uh, spells that grant that, mm-hmm. um, for example... 
um, then you just don't have disadvantage underwater, which is really cool, right? Because it's like, obviously, if you have a swim speed, then you're like very sort of agile underwater and you're not really restricted by being in water, being yes, submersed. for sure. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like the flavor is cool of this rule because it's like, if you have free total movement... Mo- to- God damn, what the fuck are you doing? I'm slurping back up the word mess that I just oh, spilled all over the mic. Oh, God. Now that I turned into a joke, you have to include those slurping sounds. Oh, Jesus. No, I'm just kidding. Please cut Fucking it. Fucking kill me. <laughs> so, yeah, so, um, <laughs> please. Uh, but yeah, um, so, like, it would be cool to kind of introduce, uh, like, just various ways of obtaining either, like, I don't even know what the spell is that gives you underwater movement is. Because I know there's underwater breathing, but that doesn't give you swim speed, right? Uh, no, it doesn't. It just gives you the ability to breathe underwater. But I don't remember what gives you swim speed. There might be, I, maybe like freedom of movement, though. I don't know if that gives you swim speed. I think it's just that you can't be slowed. Um, I just quickly looked some stuff up. Most of it comes from items, like magical items and whatnot, or rings, etc. There doesn't seem to be a direct spell, although there's some discussion on freedom of movement. Although that doesn't specifically state giving you a swim speed. So... I think depending on your rules lawyer at the table, they may tell you no, but it's up to you on how you want to interpret it. Again, there's multiple ways to give this out a potion of swim speed. Boom. Solid. You can turn them into some aquatic animal like a duck. Um, I I think there's a better animal than a duck, but whatever. That can swim and go from there, right? Yep. Um, Turtle, maybe. Yeah. And I mean, if you really want to branch out in the storyline and turn this into a long-running campaign, you can give them the chance to go look for a submarine or some kind of aquatic vehicle to use. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, in the, in the one-shot anyways, uh, I think definitely, just for pacing's sake, all of the fish people probably wear some kind of mask or amulet that grants you both water breathing and a swim speed of 30 feet. What if you ate the fish people and it evolves you to grow the ability to have swim speed? You know what? I actually love... My version of that. <laughs> okay. I love what the fuck. I love my version of that idea, which is as a quest reward for going back to the alchemist. Yes. Because this would be the case where it's like instead of parlaying with these fish people, you mm-hmm. just kill them, right? Mm-hmm. And your reward for your quote unquote reward for that would be bringing it back to the scientist, and he's like, "Oh, yo, I can develop a sort of serum for you mm-hmm. that would give you the ability to swim underwater and maybe give you cool shark arm blades." Yeah, yeah, shark boy style. Right. For anyone who's watched Shark Boy and Lava Girl, wasn't this Spy Kids? Uh, it's kind of like Spy Kids. Now, I, isn't that? Isn't it? Oh no, it's, it's the Kids. two characters from Spy Kids. Well, they're not even from Spy Kids. It's just like a three D movie with that aesthetic. I really? think the director is no. The same. Isn't it the same actor and actress? No, no. Though? Taylor Lautner is in Twilight. He's the wolf guy. He's the Jacob. Oh, he's the Jacob. Okay, sorry. I was just thinking of Spy Kids. Yeah, you were just thinking about Spy Kids. Cool. Yeah, but there's different ways. You can either he gives you a serum, he equips you with fish-like equipment that lets right. you swim and fight underwater, yada, yada, yada. Um, but this is the idea of, like, your character doesn't proceed further into the water. They go back immediately once they Yeah, right. They need a means to follow them, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. If they choose. But they could also just push forward. They're like, oh, you see something in the distance, and it seems to be you're trailing one of the fish people trying to escape, right? That could be one of right, the right, ones right. that you look at. I figure what would happen would be, like... Um, they probably have some kind of like forward outpost that's near the shore, mm-hmm. and it it's probably like you know hidden between some kind of rock that moves when you uh, activate like a sigil or something. Yeah, I think. Based so, into like too. a little coral cave, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, and it probably has some items indicating where their home base is. Maybe they have some equipment right, exactly. there that they can use. That isn't the same as giving them swim speed because that's the reward for. It doesn't give them swim speed because that's the reward for taking them back. 
But yes. there's a different reward for continuing after him, which is the information that there's an underwater civilization. Right, right. Yeah. <clears throat> and okay. you can give them some humanity too, show them like pictures of their family, some like necklaces that they made, et cetera, et cetera. Right, yeah. Um, great. Yeah. So, so next step to this would be, so I think we've, we've pretty fully fleshed out the whole idea of where this is, why you're going underwater, who are the fish people. Um, so, uh, let's design sort of where this ends up going and how it sort of concludes. Um, so in terms of overall objectives, one of them could potentially be, um, just, like wipe out the threat yeah um which i guess is is sort of more of just a hook in itself one because i think most players wouldn't be so evil that they would just be like oh they're just like us time to kill them i guess mm-hmm. um and then wait hold on but tons of people in the modern day just kill each other because they're just like us yeah yeah but no that's true wow this really became <laughs> a sort of deep dive into the folly of man that's crazy yeah all right. Um, can you just explain the plot of Atlantis again for thirty-two minutes? It, no. I, I, <laughs> right. I'm just saying that that that's not. No, so. no, yeah. Well, so so what I was gonna say is, um, like, t- like most players wouldn't just be like, let's just kill them anyways, right? Because it's like mm-hmm. they want to see more of the adventure. Yes. And also, when you follow the people down to their sort of home, their 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 city mm-hmm. underwater. Like, you wouldn't just be able to genocide an entire city anyways as, like, four people. So where does the narrative thread kind of go? For the genocide route? Great Undertale reference. Yeah, you're awful. Well, so I'm I'm wondering, like, uh, so so let's sort of summarize, right? So you're on the island, you get to the island, and then you have some threads to, like, get you to figure out that there are fish people there. Mm -hmm. You'll have your first encounter with maybe, like, a, a quick skirmish. They'll get away and uh, they'll reveal that, you know, they're hiding out in this little sort of underwater cave. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get down there, figure out who they are and then where they're likely headed to. Yep. Uh, which is, you know, their city. Um, and then from there, you need to find some means of getting deep underwater. Yes. So either like uh, procure some kind of like creation by the scientists on the island. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe if you roll well enough. You can find something that, like, you know, they themselves use mm-hmm. to travel underwater, and then that's how you'll get get down. Um, but basically, once you acquire the means to travel down to the city, um, once you actually get there, uh, where where does the sort of conflict go, right? Because it's like, you get down there, and, and then hopefully your first sort of instinct is like, oh, we, we can't kill these people. Like, they're also just kind of trying to live. They must have, like, a reason. Yeah. So I guess it would be, you would seek out the leader, I guess, right? To, to figure it out? Yeah, you would essentially act as the ambassador of the surface world, and you would speak to probably, like, the king or monarch or whatever exists here. Yeah, I guess I guess since this is just a one-shot, I think there's kind of two uh, sort of, like, convenience, not really convenience, but kind of, like, story pacing accelerators that you can do here Mm -hmm. which is that we can do here which is either we make it we scale it down from a city and make it something kind of more like a tribe or like just some followers of this deity i agree or maybe even just like some servants right like it's not even a city there's like the deity is kind of just this wandering cool fish thing yeah and he just like has summons yeah i think it would be fun to like let me know what you think of this idea which is that Here's your tribe, like a shamanistic tile tribe, and then there's one 
like shaman leader who communicates with this deity which is this giant mercury fish yeah and the mercury fish can't move and he's essentially keeping them alive and then you have the option of either killing the mercury deity through your human means and by doing so it kills off this tribe right like it wipes them out because they no longer have their god here and they scatter oh yeah okay yeah yeah So that's like the quote-unquote genocide route where you like you destroy their oh you would have to kill the giant fish dude yeah yeah okay while they're while they're being protected by the shaman and maybe a few of the fish people guards yeah um which i believe i just found out in D D, they're called the sahoguin or something oh there's a hogwin yeah 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 it's a hogwin there you go i recognize that from the uh the D D online game yeah there you go so the sahoguin are essentially like shark people they have like some blood advantage based abilities where they smell blood like sharks they cool. attack with advantage um so you can spread that out and that could be your quote-unquote genocide route you have to take where Maybe you can't kill the deity by hand, but if you took the fish people back to the alchemist or the wizard, he's like, oh, I've developed this poison. There's something deep below, and this will be super effective against the fish people. And you can Mm. use it to coat your weapons, and it kills the fish people, or you can use it to kill the god, too. Right, right, And by doing so, it wipes the fish people out of the area, but the curse still stays because it's still Oh, love that ending. mm -hmm. It just dooms them. It dooms them because... They never knew what was truly causing the harm to them. And it was actually this deity holding it back. Oh, yeah. And then, like, sort of the kind of fish and wildlife in the area start to die. And then mm-hmm. the, the place kind of just, like, rots away. Yes, exactly. Love that. Um, yeah, also, I think, uh, just sort of a setting thing, it would be great to bury the lead by making them, like, more like the sort of, like, merfolk slash... No, I mean, less like merfolk, more like the Sahagwin or, like, you know, murloc... Mm-hmm. for you war- Warcraft yeah. heads out there. <laughs> yeah, nice. There we go. Oh, yeah. That's mouth sounds that the listeners will probably love. <laughs> will they? Will they? Well, I mean, compared to what we usually do, which is kind of just like slipping <laughs> over words <laughs> and then, yeah, and then like, <laughs> like extremely ungracefully recovering from it. Yeah, okay. Um. Yeah, so it would be great to sort of bury the lead by making them much more monstrous and then yep. being like, Not okay. sexy. Yeah, so it's just like monster attacks. Great, cool. Mm-hmm. We'll just find the nest and then kill them. Yep. Um, and then you realize when you go down and find that sort of tribal leader, uh, like the, the representative, that he is kind of like a mutated fishman, just like the fisherman's son. Mm-hmm. But he's like the only one that has human features. Yes. And then the backstory is like, okay, he was cursed and now he's immortal and he has to serve this sort of deity forever. And he's kind of like a shepherd of the ocean. Uh, like rolling off that, like maybe he's like the elder of this tribe. He's the last surviving human version that like still exists right, underwater. Right, right, right. Like maybe he was the youngest in their tribe that was cursed, and then he's lived on like hundreds and hundreds of years yes. to pass on this knowledge. And that's why he looks the most human out of all of them. Yeah, no, no, yeah, pretty much, right? Okay. Like, um Yeah. And then his offspring are more kind of just like Fish uh, people. Yeah, they're, they're sort of like uh not manifestations, but like I don't know the word, like avatars sort of of mm-hmm. the of the deity. Yes. Um yeah, so they're they're kind of more just like straight up monsters. Mm-hmm. Um what's weird about this is it kind of implies that the dude lays eggs, but that's fine. <laughs> dudes can lay eggs. Yeah, why not? It's D D, dudes can lay eggs. It's 2022. Plus he's a fish person, which I think seahorses lay eggs. They don't yeah, they're androgynous. Yep. They're androgynous. I, I forget if they don't have a sex or if they're both sexes. Something along I think they can impregnate themselves. Yes, yes. Or fertilize their own eggs anyways. Something along those lines. I'm not a biologist, but for those who know, email us at one shot at a time cast at gmail.com. Yep. 
Correct us, please. Go ahead and uh, link us the article on Wikipedia for Seahorse, which we easily could have just accessed on our own. <laughs> but because we're trying to just kind of have this quasi-viewer engagement. Yeah. Quasi? But, like, it's not real. Oh. Because I, I mean, you're real. You guys, you, you guys are real people, our listeners, right? What are you talking about? I'm talking to our listeners. They're real, man. They're real. Wake up. It's time for your injection, Daniel. <gasps> <laughs> Daniel Craig, what are you doing here? There's a mystery afoot. Jesus Christ. There's something in the water. Go back to James Bond. I don't like this. It's too jarring. What, how, what is James Bond's accent like? I like to fuck women. <laughs> I'm James Bond. And martinis are stirred, not shaken. Even the name's that's not true. Bond. STD Bond. Oh, God. All right, all right. Let's move forward. Okay, so we have one route done, the genocide route. What about, like, the pacifist route or, you know, the negotiation route? How do we solve that because my assumption is this is the route they take if they chose either not to fight the fish people or if they did fight the fish people the second time around they entered the tribal area they chose not to just murder the giant fish guy right yeah i mean you you see he's human and you can see he speaks common Mm -hmm. so there there is sort of this kind of role play moment where you're like well, I don't want to just kill him. Like, I want to find out why they're attacking us. Like, yes. if, if if he's willing to negotiate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so he'll explain, like, okay, I serve this deity. Mm-hmm. Um, and he really doesn't like it when you ravage the ecosystem with your rampant imperialism and industrialism. <laughs> yes. So, uh, so yeah, like, we, we were forced to kind of, like, punish you mm-hmm. to, to keep you from suffering the same fate that I did. Or, you know, like, I'm I'm trying to kind of prevent you from walking down that same road Mm -hmm. otherwise you're all going to either be killed or turn into fish dudes and that's why they're only attacking the fish and ships and trying not to kill you because like transporters you guys are leaving that's fine as long as you're not overfishing which maybe these fish carry like a magical property that keeps like another darker evil or the curse at bay yes 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 oh oh man okay so so what if it was more like um like he he's not as much of a deity as much as he is kind of just like a uh a sort of like chaotic gate guardian what <laughs> no literally what i was going to say well not gate not literally well, not at all what i was going to say really more, you just actually just interrupted me really it's, it's nothing to do with my train of thought so but what if he wasn't really like a deity as much as he was kind of just like a chaotic like roaming guardian of the sea mm-hmm. and what the the sort of the shaman guy the tribal leader has done is like um through his connection to him via his curse Mm -hmm. um he is kind of like subduing him or like keeping him dormant Mm -hmm. um and by killing him he kind of like unleashes the seal on uh the the whatever uh guardian of the sea is here you know like the true guardian yeah yeah then he you know he goes crazy and attacks you and then to kind of like conclude the story to save save the the island from harm Mm -hmm. from being killed by this crazy fish guy or crazy fish deity. demon, yeah, yeah, deity um, demon. Maybe demon, he just yeah. sinks the island or something. Yeah, let, let's not let's not use weird charged words. Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> right. So yeah, so so he's unleashed, and then you have to you have to kill him, and then it's kind of like, yay, you saved the day, right? Mm-hmm. And then that's fun because it it could just be like a super straightforward, uh, like fantasy story, right? Mm-hmm. It's like island is suffering some weird curse Mm -hmm. you go underwater you find monstrous fish dudes you kill them and then you kill their leader Mm -hmm. and then you save the day yay but then there's like this whole other backstory to it like b root basically where Mm -hmm. it's like oh actually the 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 fish demon guy wasn't evil Mm -hmm. 
he's he's kind of just like a neutral like guardian of the seas yes humans are kind of overstepping their bounds Mm -hmm. and so in order to kind of like keep the god from like breaking his bonds Mm -hmm. and like exacting exacting justice on his own Mm -hmm. um you work with the fish dudes to like convince the humans to you know like pull back their you know like expansion efforts or whatever Mm -hmm. um stop with like fishing yeah like the sort of uh unsustainable fishing Mm -hmm. and so basically it's like if you choose to kill them then you have an encounter you you, obviously you kill the tribe and then you kill the final boss which is the fish demon yes um and if you choose not to kill them then you go back up to the surface and then i'm guessing the final encounter will be like the mayor will be like well fuck you if mm-hmm. you're not gonna help us kill these things, then we're just gonna kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you kind of like fight the mayor, uh, or they'll try to kill the thing, and then they're like, we'll "Oh, and you have to stop him, right? Yeah, 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 yeah." yeah, yeah. But um, you can now gain like sympathizers with like people within the port. If right. you explain what's going on, probably the son who's been turned into a fish. Yep. Yeah. 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 The family. sea master will probably be on your side, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. Yeah, man. What we there's a lot of cool little um like side quests, so to speak, that you could do. Yeah, I'm trying to think like. If you're fighting the mayor and the guards who are trying to kill the people in the sea, like, is there, like, a compelling enough argument for the surface folk to convince them just not to attack? Like, is there anything that you could do without just rolling, like, a quote-unquote nat 20 on a persuasion to yeah. convince them, don't go down there and fucking kill these people? I it's So, I, I guess that would kind of be up to your players, but I can imagine you bringing the guy back up to the surface, right? And you would probably have to convince him. Because he's like, well, they're they're going to kill me, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, like, offer him your protection, what have you, mm-hmm. bring him back up. That's one way to do it. Though, I mean, I guess you wouldn't really know that uh, you would have to convince the townspeople, the mm-hmm. people of the island, that, uh, you know, the fish people actually aren't bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you would know probably at the point where you're underwater speaking to the old tribe leader. Yeah. And he's like... They're not bad. We're trying to kind of keep you guys from killing yourselves. And right. this is the balance that we're trying to seek here Yeah, uh, with the fish. And we need you to find a way to not overfish. And then there's obviously greedy people on the village side and yeah. surface who's like, no, we want to fish because that's how we make all our money. Yeah. So the question is, like, how do you kind of convince the surface folk? Is there an option to convince them without just fighting them? Or maybe that is the final fight. It's like you right. fight. No, I think, well, so so my original thinking was, if you're not going to fight the fish people and then fight the fish demon, um, you'll go back up, and then that's kind of where the final encounter will be. Mm. Um, where, like, by kind of, like, forcefully stopping the island from, from damaging the ecosystem, mm. you are also saving the island. Uh, well, if you wanted to do a diplomacy route, I think the best way would be through the the Seamaster, right? Like, mm. he, he has political sway, or, like, he's a, yes. he's a prominent figure for the community, people respect him, people trust him. Because um, he has a tie to it because of his son. Exactly. Like, oh, so okay. if you go to him and you say, okay, look, I went to the bottom of the ocean. Uh, we did a ton of psychedelics. It was crazy. <laughs> a lot okay. of introspection. Yeah. Worked out a lot of my weird dad issues. Yep. Um, in a weird narrated scene that my DM did for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, Turns we... out my dad was wrong. <laughs> Turns out I'm your dad and I'm a ghost. <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, we found a guy down there. He has the exact same sort of mutations as your son. And it turns out it's not like a weird uh like mutation it's a curse and uh if you help these people then like maybe they can help your son what if he was his son and it's a weird time loop ish no i'm kidding (laughs) i was like thinking about it for a second i was like oh huh 
But yeah, it would be too much. I'm not going to design that shit. There is a something there, but um. But Man, the, if you want a time travel campaign, I'm not going to design that shit. All you do is listen to my. Oh no, you guys listen <laughs> to my podcast. That's actually a lie. Should... Uh, All right, we'll do one next episode. Yeah. Okay, but the ending that we devise for you, if you do the um sea folk route without killing them, is that you fight the mayor and a few guards, and that's how you finish finish this campaign through yeah. blood and violence, one way or another. Sadly, but yep. I think it's enough to convince the people. It's like, hey there's enough reason like you'll get enough fish you just can't overfish that's the only thing that's the only problem just yeah right don't like be greedy just that's make just story. make fish farms and make it sustainable yeah, yeah. make um, it sustainable and then these fish kind of protect you also um maybe you don't eat them all the time because yeah mercury poisoning is actually a thing well so we said in the beginning but i i think the uh the explanation for why the sort of expansion of the island is ramping up so much Mm -hmm. isn't because like the population of the island can't be sustained it's because they are trading and Mm -hmm. uh you know like they 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 want money and they want influence so i think it would be well i'm wondering here it seems a little superfluous plot wise to be like convince the people to stop like overfishing Mm -hmm. And then also convince the mayor or like also fight the mayor, right? Because it could just be like you fight the mayor and then that's how you convince the people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of, I, I get the sense of like the people would be on board, but it's just that like the mayor or like, you know, whoever oversees the fishing operations, mm-hmm. the merchant who profits guilds. from it, right? Yeah. Exactly. Wants to keep doing it because obviously like they don't live on They this want island. the money, right? Oh, maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, he's just like a representative of of like the nearby port town where yeah. where they, they a kroger of some sort yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 um yeah may- maybe like the the uh the island is like specifically blessed with like a lot more life around it and that's why like the fishing is so good but then yeah. like if you if you try to abuse that then um that's why they're having those issues that's fair i like um it. so it's kind of like you you convince or the you're gonna get into a fight with like the the sort of like fishing industry guy yeah. no matter you what you have to fight the industry right right yeah. right you um, fight the industry and you kill them and then they yes. leave and they don't bother this town and this small village is just like oh cool now we can just fish normally and maybe they don't like the industry either because they're like oh shit yeah that's another really cool sort of dynamic where it's like there is a native people of the island mm-hmm. but they've lived on it for so long that it's like a lot of these people are like fourth fifth sixth generation yes uh you know whoever these this original uh like aboriginal i guess people here were mm-hmm. um and then it's like though also people from the mainland came over and kind of like established this place as like a fishing hub uh, hub right exactly um okay yeah yeah i like that there's a lot of stuff to be had there okay i love that cool 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 i think that's enough for a one-shot adventure to work with i think there's a lot for people yes. to work with from like yes. a plot point and from like an encounter point you can use the Sahagwin, like we said. Throw and in then, some jellyfish. Throw in some sharks. Yeah, some sharks. They can. They have telepathy. Tel, tel, they have telepathy. They have teletubbies. Sharks. Yeah, they have teletubbies with sharks. Throw exactly. in some teletubbies. Yeah, there you go. Blast them with the power of the sun, baby. Yeah, I mean, you can design some very fun encounters, especially underwater. Just be wary on the disadvantage on the attacks. But I mean, I think that's the one shot adventure. Did you want to do a wrap up for this to kind of retie everything again? Yeah, I'll do a wrap up. All right. I yo yo. All right, yeah, so you're on an island and shit is getting weird because sometimes you hear that in the ocean there is some kind of seer who's sending up fish, but they're not seared, they're alive, and they're fucking up your boats, and so you gotta do the most that you can to help out the city, but the city is underwater and it's looking kind of shitty because it's not even a city we decided it was a tribe. And that's the vibe. There's a big demon fish and he's trying to get his wish of devouring the people. 
but that's when you see that the church has a steeple and it's actually owned by a weird fishing company from the mainland and I, I can't go on. No, I, no anyways. Cut, so, <laughs> that makes so, sense. I like so, it. I so cut that and what I actually want to do. You don't want I, the rap version of your recap? Uh, well, what I actually wanted to do was kind of just run through the sort of uh, like NPCs and plot hooks. Sure, sure, sure. So basically you're on an island. Or, or you're you're brought to this island somehow. Uh, maybe you know you get a letter or something. It's modular. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you fell from the sky. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You fell from you the woke sky. Up. Sudden girlfriend appearance. You know, just look through anime tropes and find whatever you want. Yeah, you got hit by a truck. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you, you wake up on an island and you still have all your skills unlocked. Ah. But you're six years old. Oh God. What? And that's normal. Is that normal? Uh, I mean, it's normal to be six years old. Yeah, I guess that's right. Like literally, we've all been six years old, unless you're lower than six years old listening to this podcast. In which case. It's you probably not be. fine. I don't know. Yeah. It's I, explicit. It's I not sort of you. question the judgment of your parents. <laughs> your parents are cool. Cool parents. Up for debate. I'll believe it when I see it. Okay, cool. So yeah, so you're on this island. <laughs> oh my god. It's making me laugh realizing that we went off on that tangent and I literally did not get past. <laughs> I literally did not even start to explain what the plot was. Huh. Okay, so you get to this island. You kind of get approached by the mayor. He's like, hey, or, you know, ma- mayor slash fishing guild guy. Yeah. I don't know what a fishing guild is. It could is. be the mayor and, like, the merchant's guild, you know? Like, yeah, maybe he's working to... with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so whatever you want that kind of tie-in to be, the guy representing the town slash fishing operations approaches you. He says, uh, you know, we've we've had uh, workers going missing, um, boats getting, fi- like, uh, well, he won't say fishing boats, but boats getting destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can investigate that. Uh, on the side, there is uh, the sort of um, like s- uh, captain of maybe like the head ship yep. uh, in the on the island. Um, who, if you approach him, he will sort of like give you a rundown of like what's been going on, what he's been hearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe give you some equipment, get you the sort of lowdown on the town, and then uh, there's you, if you pry a little, or maybe you visit him in his home. Um, you find out that like his he's been hiding his newborn son who is like weirdly mutated with like mm-hmm. fish like features, um, so there's that that's his sort of like uh, NPC background. Yes, yes. Um, then you also have the sort of like there's maybe like a wizard or like a scientist guy uh, who is also trying to help the town, and once you reveal to him that it's like these weird fish monsters that are attacking, mm-hmm. he'll request that you bring back samples of them so that he can develop some kind of like. Uh, weapon against them or uh, mm-hmm. you know and also help you uh, travel underwater yes um, and and then track them down so so that's his sort of like story threads uh, there is going to be uh, after you have your first sort of encounter with them you will discover that they have like a sort of like outpost slash like hidden base mm-hmm. uh, that they use to like um, you know uh, get equipment and sort Run of rest up warfare yeah before they before they come and attack the surface uh, so if you track them there uh, you'll find information about uh, maybe who they are, their sort of origins, or maybe it'll just clue you into the fact that they are more human than you think. Yes. Um, and then it'll also kind of, uh, you'll find traces of like how they got back to sort of like the bottom of the ocean where they where they sort of reside. Yes. Um, so if you follow them down there, you'll have to, on the island, find some means of getting there, be it uh, maybe someone has designed some kind of like underwater vehicle, though that, is that a stretch? I don't know. Um, I think the direction we went was that if you took the bodies of the fishermen back right, you to would, the yeah, alchemist. You, so you could also get the serum made for you, uh, and then maybe there's like a nonviolent sort of There's probably a direction where you can parlay with them and they take oh, you automatically. Right, If you so maybe like if you choose to investigate the sort of outpost, you'll find 
some kind of like breathing apparatus, something yeah, like that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you, so you secure a way to get to the bottom of the ocean. Once you do, you meet the sort of like tribal leader of this race of mm-hmm. like sea monsters, um, who reveals to you that uh, he was once cursed. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was once resident of the island, um, and now he sort of uh, is like a shepherd for these like this race of uh, like sea mutants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. his offspring. Um, yeah, his eggs. Mm-hmm. His ex eggs. Yes. And if you choose to kill him if you just assume if you didn't do any investigating for some reason and you assume that they're evil yeah yeah so if you kill him then it sort of unleashes the sort of like seal that was on the sort of like demon underwater who is more like sort of like a neutral chaotic neutral deity Mm -hmm. um guardian of the waters uh the fish will probably maybe it'll attack the island or maybe it'll just attack you i don't know It'll probably attack everything on its way to yeah. the island. Could be cool if like you are like, okay, cool, job done. We killed the dude. Mm-hmm. Then you go back up the up to the island, and then it's like, oh, you see a huge shadow in the water. Yeah, kind I of mean, thing. it depends on how you want to end it. Um, because this is the genocide route essentially, right? right Where it's right. like, oh, you if you're running low on time, you could return back to the surface for your players. And it's like, oh, job well done. But then you see this ominous shadow as a storm approaches. Right. Yeah. Or if you have time and you want to do a fight, you could be like, oh, you're leaving. Oh shit, whale lords chasing you. Yeah, fight. and then you just do it underwater. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, either way. Um, yeah, so that's how the story is resolved. On that route, if you choose to just kill everything, it's kind of more just like a standard fantasy style of you go to underwater and you mm-hmm. kill the bad guy and then you kill the bigger bad guy and then mm-hmm. you win. Yay, and everybody's saved. Um, if you choose to kind of interface with the tribal guy, uh, he will reveal to you that he indeed is a sort of guardian of sorts uh, for the ocean and for the island, and he's trying to help the people by kind of like forcing them to scale back on their fishing yep. and their sort of like exploitation of the environment. Mm-hmm. And so knowing that you go back up to the Island, you try to convince the people to, you know, help you in, uh, you know, like stopping whoever it is, be it the mayor or be it the, the fishing guild mm-hmm. guy uh, from, you know, or, you know, just convincing them to scale back operations or, yep. or maybe convincing them to like fish in a more sustainable way. Yep. Um, they will say no. And they will try to kill you, so you have to fight them, and then that is how uh, that version of the story is resolved. Yeah, like, listening back to it, I think, like, there's definitely more, like, um, tags you could probably add in. Like, this village that we created was originally just, like, the denizens of the island who are now getting outside uh, interference from, like, the mainlands. And you can even say, like, the people of this land maybe have old traditions, and maybe there's, like, some small subsection of the group there that's like i want to protect the sea as well right and you guys are being very intrusive oh yeah what if there's like a crazy old man mm-hmm. who because like i love the idea that when you get to the island it's like oh it's like a it's like a really modern and industrious place mm-hmm. and then there's just like this crazy old man who like doesn't dress the same as anybody else yes, exactly. and and is like he like seems senile and he's like angry at everybody and nobody mm-hmm. likes him but then you realize that it's like he is one of the like only remaining like practitioners of the previous culture yes exactly um and he was right the whole time yeah he's crazy and right um another just like my dad oh god sure why not i don't think so he loves bright part oh what okay like right wing oh crazy and right yeah Oh, I did not know that. I heard, like, Bright Bar. I was like, what kind of, like, cereal bar is that? <laughs> yeah, Bright Cereal Bars. Yeah, anyways, not the point. The other thing I wanted to add in is that, like, I think you could also do the Aquaman storyline for this captain of the fisherman group 
where it's like, oh, maybe he didn't give birth to this kid. He just found a kid and he's like empathizing with the fact that there's like a sea child here and he didn't want to just oh. kill it. Maybe there's that, that direction there. Okay, Anyways, yeah, yeah. Just ideas for what you can do. I mean, you can turn this story into whatever you want for your own campaign. It's modular. It's Look, if great. you're going to change it, do it in your own fucking campaign, yeah. all right? But Don't um, come at me with that shit. Yeah, but that's our one shot, though. Thank you for listening to One Shot at a Time. We're a D&D podcast. I'm your forever DM, Daniel Locke. Who is I again? Daniel Craig? Daniel Radcliffe? No, I think I'm just going to be Daniel Lee. Oh! That Daniel. was me the whole time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. oh, you thought you were doing this podcast with somebody famous? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really wish no. I was. No. You had a nice southern draw. Yeah. You, look at your, you look at the viewer count for this uh, podcast lately? There's no way. <laughs> no way, Daniel Craig. There's no up. way. Damn, you're right. Okay. But yeah, uh, thank you all for listening. You can email us any prompts or questions or ideas that you've done to these one-shots. Or criticism. Or criticism. Or Wikipedia articles, whatever weird shit we ask you to link us and you don't. Exactly. To oneshotatatimecast at gmail.com. You can also tweet us at oneshotatatime. As always, we ask that if you get the chance, you like what you heard today, leave us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. And share it with your friends. Word of mouth is the best way to help us out. We don't spend we don't spend any money to promote the podcast, so yeah, talk to people and tell them about us. If they like D anD D or you want them to run a game, boom, here's your podcast. Miss anything? Nope. All right, boom, here's your podcast, baby.